0: Good morning and welcome again. Thank you for joining us again for another episode of the Source of Truth Podcast and our daily devotional live stream. Uh, we are glad you've joined us again today and really hope that maybe today can be another source of encouragement. Uh, I was talking to Brother Nobellini yesterday and he made a really good point uh, about just listening to the news and all the things that are out there today. It's just noise. Uh, so much noise because it changes from day to day. You know what? What is considered the right thing to do today was considered unnecessary three months ago or three weeks ago, and, and now it's absolutely right, and, and the science is changing and all these things, and and then there, all these, there's so much going on. And then, many of you, um, I talked to Brother Sale yesterday, his wife Faith Ann is really struggling with cancer, it's moving to her liver, and uh, it just doesn't look good, and so I was talking to him a bit yesterday, and, and, and he, I can him personally, I... I think the hardest part, one of the hardest parts of the fact in COVID, he can't go in. She's at Fox Chase Cancer Center. He can't go in and be with her. And I can't, I can't imagine going through that. And so I'm, I'm just thinking, you know, as we thought about that, the noise of the news and the battles that that are already part of daily life that are exasperated by everything going on. And it's so easy just to become overwhelmed and discouraged. And so I encourage you to continue to pray for each other, reach out to each other. Uh, God lays someone upon, someone upon your heart, text him, call him. Uh, you may not know why God's doing it, but it may be good, it may be good for you and needed for, needful for them. Uh, but I hope that at these few minutes... During the day, will be some kind of a help. We know many of you can't make it at 11 o'clock live. Uh, it's kind of a tricky time. Lunch for many of you is at 11.30, 12.30, whatever. And uh, so we're, we're glad. that once these are done, they go on uh, demand. So you can go to Facebook or YouTube and watch them at any time. Um, they go uh, posted live on audio. So you can go to Apple Podcast, Amazon Music, uh, Spotify, and uh, you can download them or listen to them there. Um, or our website, bensalembaptist.org, has the audio that comes up. And so um, I'm glad that you know, we can hopefully give a little bit of encouragement. Um, now, one, one quick reminder as in the area of announcements, when it comes for church on Sunday, uh, we normally like to make these announcements in church, uh, just due to a family meeting we need to have Sunday. We're kind of making this change last minute. Uh, Sunday service, we've been doing a 9.30 service and an 11 o'clock. They were identical. This Sunday we're beginning, just for a few weeks, going to one Sunday morning in-person service at 10 o'clock. And so if you're coming here to join us for worship, um, the 11 o'clock service will be done by that point. So I encourage you to join us, be here by 10, so you can join in the in-person worship service. And also remember, if you watch us live, uh, we'll be going live at 10 o'clock and not at 11 o'clock. Also want to encourage you, um, as you come, we are having a family meeting. We've discussed something in the church. And uh, family meetings are unique where we discuss issues, but there's no voting, it's just information, chance for you to ask questions. And uh, so that's gonna be taking place right after the morning service. So we'd invite you to stick around for that as well. Well, as we look today, and our, our subject matter, and I mentioned just a little bit ago the desire and encouragement, uh, what we're going to talk about for the next couple of minutes if we're not careful can lead into a level of wow this seems heavy and what I want us to do is understand the great side of, the, the, the great side of this for us. Now let me give you a quick overview of what's going to be talked about it actually covers a bunch of verses which, which we won't break down in detail uh, but him, let me tell you this one premise he, he, we know that Habakkuk is a prophet that God is telling, listen, this is what's coming for the children of Israel. Uh, they don't repent, they're going to be in captivity to Babylon, which, which you know, did happen. It wasn't under the king at the time, but later it did happen. And he mentioned sin, well, one of the questions Habakkuk asks God is, why would you use a nation like Babylon, such an evil, sinful nation, uh, against your own people? It's just, after all, they've done. And so God responds, but in this time of really what is poetry, believe it in Hebrew poetry, Uh, There's a breakdown of five things that God says, listen, when it's all said and done, there are going to be five, some call it dooms or punishments that will come to the Babylonian people. Now, at this point, it was given to Babylon, but we've often seen Babylon as kind of a picture of the ungodly, worldly nation that is anti-God and anti-Christianity, and uh, why are they getting away with it? So let me preface um, I'd like to give some kind of introductory thought. Let me preface this idea with one of the battles when we talk about the idea of the sovereignty of God versus the free will of man, is sometimes, I've heard people say this, and maybe some of you say, maybe I've never thought this, but here's a thought. As a Christian, we wanna do right, and we know that God chastens whom he loves, we wanna do right, but we wonder, does God bring punishment to those who aren't his? So I, one person, I was a teenager, it's it, it, honestly, it's somewhat of a valid question when you think of it this way. If God's going to keep us in line, you know, graciously, lovingly, if we go way off, does he do the same thing for the unsaved? Or do the unsaved just kind of get away with how they live? And sometimes we look and say, it seems like all the bad the world, they're doing all these bad things and nothing happens to them. Doesn't God notice? What is God doing? Now be honest, I think they're, at least in our human mind, that's a good question. It's actually the same question that Habakkuk asked. God in the section. What about these people? Are you really going to ignore that? So we see all of the unrest. We see a world that's killing babies without thinking about it. You, You know, listen, you gotta be careful to come to church but we can kill millions of babies. Um, you know, can't come to church, but you can ride in the streets. And, and so the, the ignorance of what's being stated right now, the inconsistency, uh, the Supreme Court even upholding that, you know, bars can, in one state, bars can meet and you can go to the movies, but you can't go to church. And so we're looking at the world and they are unashamedly stating we think little to nothing of church. Now, let me encourage you uh, this is just, it's not political, but it'd be seen political to an extent. We look at the world the world sees us as unessential as churches i to be very very careful because the reason the world will learn to see church unessential is because christians see church unessential and i'm not talking during a pandemic i'm talking for the last few years you know attendance is down in church and ministry people serving in ministry things like that it's down not just in our church it's across the country and we look at this and say so for a while we as christians have seen it as someone unessential so now we say i can't believe they're doing that And we haven't found it important enough. And so as as an American culture. So what happens there is, is God's looking to Israel and saying, because you have not found it important, I'm gonna put you into captivity. But listen, the people that are going to hold you in captivity will receive punishment. So here's the premise that we can look at towards the end. Ultimately, God is aware of what's going on. And for those who are gonna to continue to refuse him, those who are gonna to continue to go against him, there will be ret- uh, there will be punishment, there will be, God's not gonna ignore it, he will do something and we'll talk about the basic five things that he's going to do. So, and then at the end, we're gonna talk about how we look at it, can I encourage you? This, is, this passage is less about, it's really not about Christians being punished, it's more about how God is going to take care, ultimately, of those who are very much against him completely, and so, I'm not, there's actually, it goes from verse 6 up to verse 20. I'm not going to read all of them, mostly for time. I encourage you to read them. What I'm going to do is I'm going to highlight the beginning of kind of different paragraphs in chapter 2. So I'm going to read the beginning of each section, and then what we'll do is take a minute to break down what God is saying. So in Habakkuk chapter 2, in verse, in verse 5, it says, says, ye also, because he transgresses by wine, he is a proud man, neither keepeth at home, who enlarges his desire as hell. Verse 6, shall not all these take up a parable against him, a taunting proverb against him? Uh, Go to verse 9, woe to him that coveteth an evil covetousness to his house, that he may set his nest on high, that he might be delivered from the power of evil. Uh, Let's go over to verse uh, 12, another woe, woe to him that buildeth a town with blood, Establish of the city by iniquity. Behold, it is not of the Lord of hosts that the people shall labor in the very fire. Uh, so, of his fifteen? Woe to him that giveth his neighbor drink, that putteth by bottle by to him, and maketh him drunken also, that thou also may look on their nakedness. Verse eighteen What profit, what profit at the graven image that the maker thereof hath graven it, at the molten image and the teacher of lies, that the maker of the work trusteth therein to make dumb idols? Uh, so, Now, there's an awful lot of information, but what we're going to do is we're going to break down, instead of going to each verse, and and what I don't want to do is take the next five days and talk about the five different woes. Um, One that can get depressing and heavy, but it all goes under one kind of primary thought. And really comes down to the God, what these are is it's the children of Israel under captivity will sing this proverb to their captives. One day these things will happen. What you're doing is wrong. And while we're in captivity, you think you're right, you think you're great. At some point, this punishment will come. So let me quickly give you the five dooms, as we could call it today. The first doom is greedy people will pay a heavy price. We've found verse 6, And so not all these take up a parable against him. Those in captivity in Babylon, shall they not? begin to talk about the fact that your greediness will come back to haunt you. And greediness is kind of the premise of the world. I want it my way, I want it my way, get out of my way. It should be about me. And there's very little we care about in the world. I mean, our culture, consumerism, materialism, and obsession with money and what it can buy, uh, that's where the world is. We need to listen to this warning. Um, we're looking at it from the wrong point of view and it should be our heart about God and not the other. But that's the world's thing. Now, the one in the morning I will give you is these are the world's thinkings and these are the things God's saying will bring judgment ultimately and grief to them temporarily. Can I tell you, these are the things we got to be careful about that our thinking doesn't match with that because they're ungodly thinking. So greediness will carry a very, very heavy price. And Babylon was about filling the borders and doing this and taking captivity. And, And so the children of Israel will tell one day you will be able to talk and scoff them. The second doom, schemers will find shame. In verse nine, woe to him that coveteth an evil covetousness to his house, that he may set his nest on high that he may be delivered from the power of evil. Thou hast consulted shame to thy house by cutting off many people and has sinned against thy soul. For the stone shall cry out of the wall and the beam out of the timber shall answer it. And so we say, starting in verse nine, it highlights those who try to find security in building an empire through schemes. And really this idea is, through scheming and through things like that, it's not, it's not done ethically, it's not done right, it's not done biblically. A simple example of this, one of the reasons America has been blessed for so long, one, because there's always been godly influence of the Holy Church. The church has been here, the church has been active, the church has been uh, voicing and, and teaching and, and unashamed about their position, their moral position, biblical position in our country, and unashamed to speak it. And so God has brought blessing to the nation because of that, because the church uh, across the countries, become a little quieter or a little uh, less worried about morality and more about kind of whatever people want. Uh, God says, "Listen, you're not you're not the salt light you need to be, and therefore the world's going to get darker." But. One of the reasons America, at least in history, was blessed so much is because the founding fathers and the founding documents which we follow today have Christianity and biblical principles flowed through them, whether they were a Christian who did it or the one who, who believed at least in Christian principles in those times. And as they were flowing through, they used biblical principles in the foundation and, and those founded. And don't get me wrong, there's not perfection. There's a lot of things. Slavery was not a biblical position back in those days. It was something they just kind of brought from their other countries that came from. But we look at these things and we can see that one of the reasons it was blessed, because God was, in many occasions, part of the founding of this country. And that's why we can enjoy even the freedoms we enjoy today. Uh, but they were scheming. And those who say, we're doing it our way for us, They'll find shame ultimately. The third woe, he said, the third doom, is unjust builders will go up in smoke. Verse 12, Woe to him that buildeth the town with blood, establish a city by iniquity. Behold, it is not of the Lord of hosts that the people shall labor in a very fire, and the people shall weary themselves for very vanity. Uh, really, the idea is that these Babylonians built their empire the back of slaves who they treated brutally, and, and they thought that they accomplished a great achievement, won by their hard work, but ultimately, it'll all go up in smoke it'll all disappear because it was a poor foundation so another problem and again it's unjust it's, it's they're, they're the way they treat other people our country is under the big debate right now over social injustice and anything and i'm gonna tell you as a country there that's been part it's part of our history and unfortunately i still think there's some out there today as a christian anybody who loves god and states in the word of god and walks close to jesus we love it. we should love everyone and uh, I'm telling you, their background, their race, all those different things should not change it, and we should treat them because they are of God. God created them, and we should treat them equally and love them, uh, but the unjust nature, and we look at the world, this is unjust. i give an example of how Christians have been treated unjustly through a history of the world, uh, and we sit back and say, wait a minute, I've been treated poorly because of my walk with God or because of my belief. Christians have been killed for centuries, because and now uh, it seems to be this beginning flow of how Christians will have to really fight for their beliefs. Ultimately, we're going that direction. Ultimately, in our country right now, and we say it's not fair, it's not just, correct. But those unjust people ultimately will go up and smoke. What we see will ultimately bring God's punishment. Remember, the fourth one. The Lord Supreme uh, Majesty will find, I'm, I'm sorry, I'm missing that one. Let's go to the fourth doom. In people will be disgraced. In verse 15, Woe unto him that giveth his neighbor drink. And it talks about getting him drunk for the wrong purposes. Ultimately, in their desire to disgrace other people, they will be disgraced themselves. Uh, Let me go to the fifth tomb, then I'll break this down. The fifth tomb is idol worshipers will find silent, death in verse 18 what profit the graven image that maker thereof hath graven it the molten image and the teacher of lies that the maker of his word trusteth therein to make dumb idols and what we see is ultimately those who do all that will ultimately find silent death or it's going to fall apart those who go after idols will ultimately find grief i mean hey we've yanked the bible out of public school prayer and all these things and we're finding grief because politics and all these things became more important than walking with god now Five different things that, five things that the culture in the Babylonian culture, the worldly culture we still see today are all part of grief, all part of things going against God. You say, what does that mean to us? The simple principle that we come down to is God is aware of what's going on, God is aware of even what's happening to church today and you know where bars are open and theaters are open but churches are being shut down or tried to be shut down threatened their power and water to be cut off and going to jail and all these crazy things are happening the inconsistency the obvious discrimination not necessarily here in Pennsylvania yet, but in other parts of our country are becoming real and it will continue to grow in certain parties, certain people get elected and they, they have very anti-Christianity point of view, especially as a lot of Marxism's coming through some of the teaching, it's very anti-God. God isn't aware of all of this. Again, if we're in the end times, this will happen, but the point is this, ultimately God will be honored through how this will end. God God is long suffering. He wants us to use these times to spread the gospel. But when it's said and done, those people will bow before God at some point. But it also said and done, God, it, punishment will come if necessary. And we've seen that. Ultimately, Babylon does go through that. They're taken over by other nations. And, and so we see that all to be very, very true. The premise is this. We look at the world and we see what's going on. Is God aware? Yes, he is. He's in control and he will act in his timing. Let me, outside of punishment of nations, can I tell you the one blessing I get from this when we look at this? Because the other one's kind of heavy. Punish of nations, it's a heavy conversation. For me personally, one of the things I get from this is that when things go in a way that don't make sense and they fill me with levels of anxiety or frustration, even though I know the Bible says and I, I don't have to be filled with that and I can walk with him and that is a great source of strength. But I still sit back and say, but Lord, it's not going away, what's going on? Simple answer is God is aware, God is working and in his timing he will work in a way that does not make sense to you because it, it, when it's done, make, you will see his hand in it. And I've seen it, I've watched it, I've experienced it. Stay strong, stay close. And in these times of not sure, stay close to God. And when he's ready to move, man, it'll be powerful to see his move. and It'll be clearly his move. Let me read verse 20 and then we'll be done. But the Lord is in his holy temple. Let all the earth keep silence before him. Instead of becoming frustrated and God, what are you doing? Here's the key, patience and silence. Now we can only have patience and silence because we trust him, he is in control and we know he's in control. And may that be one of the greatest levels of encouragement. He's in control and may we just sit trusting silently before our gracious loving God. Now let me encourage you, I encourage you to take time to read these sections of scripture. Uh, There's a lot in them. Uh, There's a lot in there that talks about the things that really God says are just unacceptable and they're great principles, and I encourage you to take some time to read them and take some time to think through what are the things that God says ultimately will bring punishment to nations, and, and if, may we look at these things and say, God's in control, and he knows what he's doing. Normally, in these devotionals, I don't cover anything more than a two, three, four verses. Today was a little different. We'll probably go back to more smaller sections of scripture next time, but I do appreciate you going through this with us. Remember Sunday, services start at 10, and live stream as well. We look forward to having you with us uh, this Sunday at 10 o'clock and then joining us if you can for the family meeting right after. Uh, Thank you for giving me the opportunity again today to be part of your day and part of your life. We hope it was an encouragement just for a bit of time to give some answers in the midst of all the noise and uh, we love you. Hope you have a great afternoon. Thank you for joining us.